I love a beautiful lawn. You love a beautiful lawn. Everybody loves a beautiful lawn, but they don't love how long it takes and how difficult it can be. And that is where True Green comes into play because it's the easiest and most affordable way to get that beautiful lawn. Let's be real. You've got plenty of other things to do in your free time than focus on your lawn care. So let True Green take care of all of that hard work while you get to do everything else that you want to do like go play golf. Here's what you need to do. Visit truegreen.com. Okay. It allows you to do you let them do the lawn care. And if you visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, that is all guaranteed. You can trust true green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. It's truegreen.com. Get started now. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is the round two recap for this week's Genesis Invitational. Joining me to break it all down, it is Greg Ducharme. What up, Greg? Man, what a what a tournament so far. What a golf course. This week's always so much fun, Rick. It's unbelievable. Uh, we've got casualties at the top of the betting board. We've got a guy trying to run away with it. There's uh, the course is biting back. I mean, this is uh, we've had a pretty good stretch of like entertaining golf recently, Greg. And I I, st- I feel like it's carrying over into into this week. Yeah, this feels it, this is set up. It almost it looks like it's a a runaway right now. But you look at some of the guys that are are behind Sam Burns up there. A great playing Sam. And congratulations so far. Um, but you look at the guys that are chasing him down, and it's it don't. This is one of those. It's like walking a tightrope across the Grand Canyon. You just don't look down. Don't look back, Sam. You got to run. You got to press on. Press on the gas pedal, and you got to try to run away because the, if, if you turn around and look back, it's not a pretty sight. We, with DJ Spieth, Kepka, can't let. I mean, these are these are heavy hitters behind you. Greg congratulates uh, Sam Burns on his 36 hole lead, making it sound hey. like it ain't gonna last. Sam, <laughs> congratulations! Well, on your th- that's not what I mean. I'm just saying <laughs> this is an accomplishment so far. Let's take it for what it is. But do you, Rick, I mean, do you think no. it's gonna last? I, I think he. I don't think he's gonna win by five. If that's what you think, <laughs> if that's what you're asking, so the guy is 12 under par. He shoots 64, 66 in the opening rounds of this event. Matches the lowest 36-hole total at Riviera, which has hosted this event 57 times and two major championships. So let's let's start with this. I mean, what course is Sam Burns playing? The guy has been absolutely lights out. He's he's going to be. Uh, we've got Joaquin Neiman still out on the course. He's going to be like four or five shots clear uh, of anybody in the chase pack uh, heading into the weekend. Um, which which Greg, I guess if you've been paying attention to the first cut, if you've been listening, like we talk a lot about Sam Burns and a lot about ceiling. Sam Burns so like this shouldn't be all that much of a surprise no it's not a surprise um I mean he's been if if you look at his recent finishes they're not uh uh, jaw-dropping they're not amazing they don't necessarily represent how great his form has been but this guy is hitting the ball extremely well 
Um, and, and that's evidence only by what he's, what he's done so far this week. I mean, he's first approaching the green, uh, and he's first in putting, which is a, a yep. really nice, a really, really nice combination. <laughs> that's, right? that's the recipe. That's the second, recipe to get second a second green. Yeah. 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 That's how it works. So, you know, in one case you say, well, he's leading in strokes and putting and we, we never take that guy, but he is right. also leading T to green. Uh, or second tee to green. Sorry, DJ's yep. leading tee to green. Uh, like I said, Sam, don't look down. Um, DJ, because DJ's leading tee to green. But um, there's still he's still leading approach the green. And if you watch him swing the golf club right now, there's a lot of confidence, and he's hitting real quality shots. Uh, so uh, this does feel real. But there's just there's a big hurdle for Sam Burns to jump, and it almost takes the stats out of it. This is not a a statistical analysis. This is one question. Can Sam Burns handle the moments that are going to face him over the weekend? And also, the weekend has been his bugaboo. So in round one scoring, he's 13th. In round two scoring, he's ninth. You flip the page to the weekend, round three, 167th. Round four, 144th. So uh, this has not necessarily been an issue of whether he can play well on Thursday and Friday. It's been an issue of whether he can play well on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, uh, I'm thinking yesterday when he's at seven, he, yeah, he shot seven under yesterday and I'm yeah. thinking it's a good thing today. I'm thinking it's a good thing. It wasn't on last night. Cause my thought is this lead at seven under is probably going to be I don't think it's going to get stretched by Sunday by too much. That's what I'm thinking yesterday. I'm, I, seven unders probably somewhere. Maybe it gets to nine, maybe 10 tops, but I don't think the lead's going to stretch well past seven. So seven's a number you're not really paying too much attention to. And all of a sudden this morning, it's very quickly stretched to 12. And I'm saying, geez, it's a good thing we didn't talk about this last night. But now at the same time, are you feeling it all, Rick? Like the real lead is maybe seven still, or it, it doesn't mean Sam Burns is out of it. It just means he's going to, I almost see this going one of two ways. He's going to completely run away and hide mm. and make this a eight shot lead going into Sunday tomorrow, or uh, he's going to kind of fall back into the pack and, and, and we're going to see that scoring average shine through. I, I will not disrespect Sam Burns and say the real lead is at seven under, which is where the chase pack is and it's where Dustin Johnson is at. But I will say the real lead's like nine and a half under because there okay. is there is regression coming. Like yeah. I, I just I just can't imagine. I mean, is he just gonna pull a Nate Lashley and run away with this thing by you know five or six shots? I, I highly doubt that. Well, uh, that's the thing. It's not necessarily disrespect, Rick. It's just this is in his hands. And if he right. goes out, like if you're a chaser, if you're Brooks Kepka and you're sitting at four under par. You can't look at this like you're eight shots back. You got to look at this like you're three shots back. And if if he if he just runs away and all of a sudden he shoot, he gets to 20, you know, some crazy number by the end of day tomorrow, he runs away. You, there's nothing you could do about that. But if he falls back, you have to make sure that you're putting yourself in position to take advantage of that. So I'm, if I'm a chaser, I'm looking at that lead at seven under and I'm saying, well, Sam's going to do he, he's either going to take this thing and take it out of my hands or he's going to come back and and um, allow me a chance to win. Yeah. Producer Jacob aptly pointing out uh, his final three holes on Friday. He started to get a little sprayy off the tee, but was able to to hang on, keep the wheels on, play his final three at even par and get in at 12 under for the first two days. Uh, Tyler McCumber is uh, way tougher than I am. 
Craig? Because this guy yeah. slams slams his finger into like a door or a window in his hotel room, has a emergency surgery from the on-site surgeon of the PGA Tour, has to cut the little uh, nub of his finger off of his golf glove so that he can get his bandaged hands through there. And oh, by the way, he shoots 67, 68. He's five shots back. He's in second. It, it's one of those bizarre things like Jacob and I were talking about this a little bit before the show off air. If you knew this information on Wednesday on the range and you had that inside info, you would, you would fade him all day. You, oh, uh, Tyler McCumber to miss the cut. Whoever he's playing in a matchup, you're going to bet against him. But in the game of golf, you have to be aware of the injured, sick, uh, emotional golfer yeah, back against the wall. Always, right. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. And sometimes it just distracts you from the moment. Uh, it distracts you from the opportunity you have to be playing in the Genesis invitational. It distracts you from the fact that you're playing against Dustin Johnson and, uh, and John Rahm and Rory McIlroy. It, it takes those names away and you're just trying to get through the, you're trying to get through the round and survive. And sometimes it can bring out the best in you. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, he's extremely tough. I give him a ton of credit. Um, but you know, Rick, he's, you look at his statistics, he's sitting at, at third in strokes gain off the tee. And mm -hmm. he, I believe is also third tee to green. So we're kind of seeing what we thought would happen with the, uh, emphasis on driving. You, you look at the guys near the top of this leaderboard and Tyler McCumber's driving it. Great. You also have Sam Burns. Who's a great driver of the ball. Jason Kokrak, great driver of the ball. Dustin Johnson, Joaquin Neiman. These guys all right up near the top are great drivers of the ball. It's really playing through. Speaking of Dustin D. Johnson, according to PGA Tour Live, uh, you know, I didn't have to scroll very far. Greg, you know, this guy's always lurking. Seven under par. He shoots a 67 on Friday. Um, I know Sam Burns is five shots clear. It It doesn't feel like it. You know, Dustin Johnson is there. He's played the par fives one under in the week, which is like, uh, he's going to do better than that on the weekend, right? I mean, this guy, we were just on HQ with, I was on HQ with Mark and uh, his B plus game, like his C plus game is better than so many of these guys on tour. It's, it's kind of jarring and crazy how good he is. Yeah, he, he I, I was talking about this this morning on um, on the radio and, and basically saying he just has this solid foundation. Right there, there's um, a house. If you have a house with a really strong foundation and one area starts to break down and give you problems, it doesn't mean the whole house is coming down. You still have that strong foundation and you just repair the area that's that's giving you a problem. But, you know, it's, it's not going to hurt the integrity of the house where there are other players where if one thing goes like, um, well, I don't I don't even need to go there with an example, but there are players where they rely yeah. so heavily on one thing, perhaps a, a putter where the putter all of a sudden putts stop to stop going in and the whole house call, falls down and now you got nothing to lean on. Well, DJ has his entire game to lean on. And it's kind of like Justin Rose in 2018 when he said right now. I can lean on any aspect of my game to bail me out of a situation. I, I can drive it great. Most days, uh, my irons are in great form. Most days, my short game is as good as it's ever been. And I'm putting better than I ever have. And Dustin Johnson is a supercharged version of that. And that Justin Rose made it to uh, world number one. And he was back and forth with Brooks and he won a FedEx cup. So this is extremely impressive out of DJ. And again, um, you know, another element that we talked about big time this weekend leading in is the importance of short game. And he is first for the week strokes gain around the green. And he is first 
tee to green. So that's that's really playing through as well, Rick. Yeah, he's not even driving it well. He's just right. not even like, which is his best weapon, which is so scary. Um, you yeah. know, Riviera has a way of leveling the playing field. It is uh, able to bite back, and it bit a couple of big boys this week. Uh, Justin Thomas gonna miss the cut. Bryson DeChambeau is going to miss the cut. But the maybe the most shocking of all, uh, Rory McIlroy is going to miss the cut for the first time since the 2019 Open Championship. The longest active cut streak on the PGA Tour is now over. 25 consecutive PGA Tour events. I think it's 30 worldwide, Greg. Um, so now Xander has the longest active cut streak. But Rory... Rory got Riviera this week. He just didn't have his good stuff. He didn't have anything. I mean, he was five over on Friday after shooting two over on Friday. He's fin he's, he's outside the top 110 in a field of 120 golfers. That is a bizarro world when you look at where Rory McIlroy is usually at on a leaderboard. Yeah, it, you're right, Rick. It really is. I mean, you see that he lost T to green two and a half strokes, right? 93rd strokes gained T to green for Rory McIlroy. That, does, that doesn't happen. He just... He just had a bad week. And before we, well, I mean, look, there's a lot to say about Rory at this point right now. But before we say any of that, there's a guy who has also struggled at Riviera mightily, and it's Tiger Woods in his career. So True. the golf course, just a little ode to the golf course. It's not an easy one, and it can be challenging. But for Rory, I, I just feel this mounting pressure with him and, and the putter. And I just feel like it's putting... I mean, he lost three strokes on the greens today. He's lost 4.3 for the week. And I just feel like it's it's putting so much pressure on the rest of his game. Mm -hmm. And it's making that house, that foundation that's so strong with DJ. For Rory right now, the, the foundation's really weak and it's fragile. And uh, I, I look squarely at the putter. I like this house analogy. We should we should continue this. Yeah, it's got yeah. it's got cracks well, in the foundation. Day. It's got at yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> ben, ben Coley on Twitter points out so so Rory Rory's win rate. He wins about once over the course of his career, one out of every twelve events, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but after a missed cut, Greg, one in six. So maybe uh, maybe just needs a a kick in the butt. When are we going to see him next? I guess I guess we're seeing him with the WGC in Probably Florida next week. Yeah, next and of week. course that nobody knows anything about. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, that could happen. I, I really, it could, I mean, he's yeah. got some stuff to work out, but he has the, that kind of ability and talent to flip the switch any given week and make all the naysayers look foolish, but I still have my concerns. Saturday golf coverage will be on CBS at 3 p.m. Eastern time. You can stream it on CBS, CBS All Access, CBSSports.com, and the CBS Sports app. You certainly don't want to miss moving day because I guarantee there's going to be movement one way or another. Looking forward to the rest of this, we'll pull up the odds here. It is Sam Burns who is installed, of course, as the favorite to win the Genesis Invitational at plus 225. And this is the kind of the crazy part, Craig. Dustin Johnson's five shots back with two rounds to go. He's plus 250. They're basically the same odds, which yeah, like are, is, is Dustin Johnson two and a half shots better per round than uh, Sam Burns? Probably not, but I think it's hilarious. Joaquin Neiman at nine to one. Patrick Cantlay 12 to one. Um, I, I don't know if it's worth betting DJ at this point because he's two and a half to one. He's five shots five back, back. But like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, does anything on this board appeal to you at all? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you already have some DJ uh, stake earlier in the week. You hopefully, I mean, the guy can't. 
like I know that that I on my betting card, I have some I have some uh, some DJ already, so I'm not going to go near it today. But I think you hit the heavy hitters, right? Patrick Cantlay, those are great numbers. I, I'm uh, Tony Fee now seems to be making a move. I may throw that. Maybe this is uh, like you were saying earlier in the week, Rick. This is Tony Finau's week. Maybe that chasing mentality on a tough course shines through. So I like that. Um, Rom, I think, is maybe a little, a little too far back. Dare I say? Um, but Kepko would probably be as far back as I would go. So I, I mean, that, those are kind of the the guys that I'm really looking at. And if you wanted to get frisky, you could take a chance with a Jason Kokrak. Here's the interesting thing. Um, if if Sam Burns does come back, I like a lot of these. I mean, if Sam Burns right. doesn't, it's over, right? So it doesn't it doesn't matter. So so looking at this, you know, say so so the 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 whole next group of golfers is at seven under. Brooks Kepka's three shots back of seven. He's twenty five to one. I think we're going to get major championship like conditions over the course of the weekend. That's kind of interesting. I do like Tony Finau. Finau played great today. Shot a sixty seven and had a had a pretty decent look at eighteen to get to five under. He missed it, but he moved up thirty three spots. He's four under. Again, this all assumes Sam Burns falls apart or Sam Burns comes back, and it's just one guy who has to do that instead of asking for two or three guys for the wheels to fall off. So uh, this week, more than most, I I think I like the you know, 33, 40, like, like it's wide open if Sam Burns falls apart. Right. And you have to kind of, it's not a disrespect to Sam Burns. It's what you just said, Rick, there's only one guy. And so if, if he wasn't there and it, everything was shifted to the seven unders, how far back would you go? Would you go to a two under? I mean, maybe I'm crazy for saying John Rom's a little too far back. It's just, he's at Rom's at two, right? He's at three. Oh, he's at three. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a guy, if he's four back in theory, then John Rahm is, I mean, we said on this podcast at the, uh, at the BMW championship when he was six back that he would, that he would get it done. So yeah, we were I, here I mean, on a Friday night. He was 66 to one or whatever. You said, watch yeah. that John Rahm guy. He goes out, wins the golf yeah. I think it was, I think he was one fifty to one, Rick. He was six Maybe over. I think he was six over or something. Anyway, besides the point, point is if you're going with, uh, away from Sam Burns, which you probably are, you got to picture this lead to be at seven under. So I'm, I'm with you, Rick. A lot of these guys look quite appealing. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, there is a question in the chat about our fantasy teams. Um, yeah. Who has a six of six this week? Who has yeah. a six of take six? Your, in our you got to take your lap. You got to take your lap. <laughs> I was in your shoes uh, back in my day. I remember Rick uh, <laughs> just a long time ago last week, Friday night. I knew I had it once. You're the only six of six. That's uh, impressive. Carlos Colin Ortiz, Morikawa, me and Jacob had to shoot uh, a 69 to get in. He birdied, I think 17 and had like a two and a half footer on 18 for par to get through. And I was like, I was sweating bullets over here because he's yeah. not great on short putts. You know that. And I was, I was nervous about it. Um, but yeah, so we have our little CBS DFS league where I think there's 12 or 14 of us. I think it's winter. Is it winner take all Greg? Is that how yeah, it is? It is. It's okay. cutthroat. <laughs> it's tough. cutthroat winner take all. I think I've got the only six of six. Sia Najad, I believe at the halfway point is in the lead, but he has a, missed cut with luke list so i think he's going to be yeah falling off a bit so yeah, well, well at least at least rick we have i think you uh it, see is in first you're in second i'm, I'm in third so we have our our dfs okay. are at least in the top so that's it, how it we, should be. we're rooting for the show right <laughs> okay for the show. yeah that's that's good for the brand that's how it should yeah. be um okay so uh and actually i guess taylor gooch is i 
Taylor Gooch, if, if he bogeys like his last three, I will not have a six of six. So we'll have to keep an eye hey on, no, this, hey on no. this victory lap. Uh, <laughs> but that'll do it. We'll be back after uh, Saturday's round, of course. Sunday's round, of course. That right there is Greg Ducharme, who you can find on Twitter at The Real. GFD producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Much appreciated. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.